All right, here we go. Hey, folks, sorry about the little bit of delay. We was having some technical difficulties like we had last night. Tonight is a very special night. I am so excited about this show. Just like I announced last night, we are live in the 400 research area with Mr. Randy Arrington and Shane Carpenter, and we have a very special guest co-host, uh, very close personal, <laughs> if you want to say friend of mine. We have my father on air with us, the man that started it all for me, taught me how to track, taught me uh, about how to do most of the things I know how to do. Uh, he's also a believer. He's Well, he says he's not a believer, he's a knower. <laughs> but uh, we are. it's going to be a very special night tonight. What we're the, our goal tonight is, we're going to talk with Mr. Shane and Mr. Randy and my father, a little bit about the 400, kind of dad's got, might chime in a little bit. We're not going to have dad on camera because he's, uh, didn't want to be, but he's definitely like here. Him. Yeah. He said he don't like them, but you'll hear him in the background. Uh, folks, we're going to run this for a little while and, and kind of maybe shut down around 10, 30, 11 or so. Uh, last night we ran way late and I am wore out, but, uh, Randy, Shane, how you doing? Doing good. Is it hot up there? What's the weather like? Nice. It's beautiful out right now. I don't know if the folks on the air can hear, but there's crickets going in the background. They've got all kinds of stuff going back there. It's it's actually it sounds real nice up there. Mr. Jeff Kutcher. Kutcher? Kutcher? I'm sorry if I can't pronounce that right. I said, hey, guys. So how are you doing, Jeff? Uh, I guess we'll just get started with uh, – activity you know i know y'all got some pictures that you want me to show and 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 folks special announcement tonight we are going to release the teaser trailer for the now is the name of the documentary into the 400 yes okay into the 400 teaser trailer uh premiere trailer tonight tim autry how you doing uh guys what kind of activity we had up there Go ahead, Randy. Well, last night uh, we set things up and around, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock, we started hearing noises, you know, and we thought they were coming from the ridge above us, but come to find out it was condensation. It was very humid and it had rained on our way down here, I suppose, because it was wet when we got here. So it was wet conditions and there was a lot of uh, condensation that was starting to drip off the trees. And so we were misinterpreting some of those sounds as, you know, as being our, our target species. Ah. But that was just at the beginning. Now so we were a little, so okay. we were a little disappointed. Was that on the parabolics? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was the parabolic. Gotcha. But, but we were, our plan was to play Scrabble, you know, with the, the lights watching us play Scrabble and, and hoping Dominoes. we had, or, I mean, dominoes. Did I say Scrabble? Yeah. Dominoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, so we were doing that, uh, and then we would listen, you know, with the parabolics. And we didn't know until today. We, you know, we eventually came up here and slept in the trailer so that we could leave the campsite uh, unattended so that it, we would hope that we would get a visitor. Yeah. So we didn't listen to the audio until today. So we went down there and listened. And what happened was uh, we, we did get some really good loud knocks, uh, rocks being thrown and knocks. And, but it started around four o'clock. I mean, four, four thirty, way a after what you, you would expect them to be a lot earlier than that. 
Yeah. But the interesting thing was it really picked up in its progression. It, 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 it really started getting a lot, a lot more all the way up until the birds started chirping at around 6.30, 6.45. And I was kind of amazed because they were really putting it into hyperdrive at that point because, I mean, they were, they were throwing all kinds of stuff off that ridge and there was all kinds of noises. And, and I was making Shane come over and listen to it because I couldn't believe how it went very slow progression and, and started so late. So we, we, we decided that probably they did not watch us play dominoes. They, they may not have even been there at that point. We, yeah. think that sh- we think they showed up at 3 or 4 in the morning. That's when the rocks started happening. And then it, got, it, re- it reached a crescendo at, the, at about 6.30 or 7. And by then it was already daylight. And, but, we were, but we weren't back down to camp yet. And it stopped when we came down at about 7.30 or 7.45. We came down there, and that's when it stopped. And you could hear some foot, possible footsteps and things like that. Was that seven forty-five in the morning? Yeah. Yes. Wow. So they was even, uh, even running even at end of the daylight. Interesting. That's not normal. We don't normally have that happen. But here's the here's the good part. Um, today, when we were down there, and I'll let Shane tell you everything that was kind of going on there. It was early. They they were down there. When we left seven this evening, they were already there across the creek, hitting the tree, doing certain things. So that so we so we were kind of glad to get up here to do this show because we felt like they were waiting on us to do something, and we needed to vacate, you know, and leave it for them. Yeah, they so were telling just, you to get the hell out of their entertainment district. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little backstory in there for people who um, don't know what's what the situation is. The uh, in July, everybody came in, and we did our normal thing. We went out at night and hiked to these particular spots where we we tend to catch them on thermal, and uh, we were getting nothing, absolutely nothing. And and once we started noticing, Randy noticed a couple things the first night um, that were out of place, and we went back and listened to the audio audio, and they had been there at camp every single night while we were gone, and um, they actually. Uh, rummage through the stuff on Randy's tables. So that's kind of a setup to what we're doing out here this weekend. Um, as Randy said, we have everything set up. The parabolic is, is recording. Um, Randy has his tables and his canopy and the tent all set up like he, like we normally would. And the thermal is hidden, uh, sticking out from underneath the flap in the, uh, in the top of the tent. And it's pointing directly at the tables where they came in last time and messed with with it with a lot of things and uh so you know our hope is that they come in and do this again and you know if that happens we're going to have thermal that's six to ten foot away yeah it, it would be absolutely amazing you know are the odds with us no but we're just hoping for some luck you know we that we know positively that they did come into camp three nights and uh so we thought we would, you know, take this opportunity to try to let them do that again. Except this time, you know, we're giving them all night long. We're not going yeah. back to camp tonight. So we'll see, man. It's uh, it's exciting. And I sent some pictures. I sent some pictures. You want me to go so ahead? You, sure. I mean, because you can actually see where I've got the thermal sticking just outside of that flap at the top of the, the vent flap that's at the top of the tent. 
and you'll see it's pointing towards the table that's got all of the dominoes on it. As soon as I can find it. There we there go. It is. Oh, so you actually said, oh, see, a picture's worth a thousand words. I thought y'all was going to have the thermal a little bit farther away from the, the, the table. So you're. Oh, no. It was last, that's where the tent was last time, and they came in there. So we wanted to leave everything very, very close to the way it was last time, except this time with the camera in the tent. That is slick. And, and folks, uh, for some of y'all, like Shane was saying, that, that might not have caught it before, they had a prior incident. It's funny because my dad was over here laughing a little bit. Uh, we've had that happen down at the farm. We'll mess with stuff like that. But uh, they, uh, huh? Somebody got bugged all night long down at the farm. <laughs> Somebody got ran out of the farm. <laughs> but uh, make a long story short, uh, they uh, Randy and them actually has some audio in one of our prior shows that we played that. But we can uh, uh, play that again for folks on a different episode. I don't have it prepared tonight. But uh, and the whole point of having the camera set up and stuff like this is like Shane was saying to have them come in and maybe uh, get some thermal of them. But uh, so I kind of wanted to backtrack a little bit. So you said they came in at like four o'clock last night or this morning. It would be. Uh, yeah, we we'd got nothing um, all all evening. It was just dead silent and. Um, you know, after we left camp, we, we, me and Randy sat and we literally listened to every second of the audio from last night Yeah. and uh, today. And so, yeah, they, they showed up, you know, four, four thirty, And, um, like he said, it progressed up, up until literally just, uh, you know, a few minutes before we got back this morning. And, uh, when we left this afternoon, um, I was kind of getting some vibes. I took a little walk down this trail where we yeah. we tend to catch them, and I was just doing some video stuff. And as I was coming back, um, we had a, a couple woodpeckers sounding off, giving their you know their alarm their alarm sounds. And and um, next thing you know, we're we're getting some wood on wood knocks from across the creek. And uh, I kind of I went down the opposite way, just uh, kind of listening and. We're, we're pretty sure that when we left that they were down there and probably had, you know, it probably had us covered on two sides and yeah. we're already starting to uh, do what they do down here. Yeah. So, you know, it, if they're there and they go into camp, if, if they go anywhere near those tables, we're going to have thermal footage from oh yeah as you see, not very far away yeah. you'll be able to see the details I, I wanted to ask you the road that you got the rock thrown on thrown at you <laughs> okay, what, yes a week and a half ago is that the road leading from the campsite up to the farm or is that a different road no no it does it does it does what you're looking at the road is on the right side of the tent there and that's actually on the south side of the creek and okay. where the rocks were thrown is on the north side of the creek and uh we I want to talk about that too. Um, with having Randy out there today, uh, we we came out earlier today to do a couple things and take care of some business. And as we went back down in, we stopped and uh, ha I had Randy get to go into the spot uh, that we discussed, Gary, where this this black mass yes, showed sir. up in, yeah. the, in the video in the background while I'm having these rocks thrown. And uh, so Randy went out 
this little clear area and, you know, trying to find a way back in there. And he actually happened upon uh, uh, a trail that had already recently been pushed out to get back up in to exactly where this black mass is. And uh, really? so I'll Randy tell a little bit about that. And then I'll talk about the size difference because we put him in the same spot. And uh, I'll go into that after he talks about what he found wow. and what he found. Uh, okay. Before y'all go any further, though, before uh, I, look, some of the folks has heard that, but especially for my dad, and I noticed we got some new people. Uh, Randy, um, excuse me, Shane had done a had walked in there on a Shane. I'm sorry. Go ahead and tell a story right quick. I think that's important that everybody <laughs> hears that. Okay. So a few weeks ago, I, I came down and uh, did my normal things. You know, the all this pattern stuff that we do. Uh, did my thing and wasn't getting any action. I'd found some tracks and, uh, you know, ran video on those and all that good stuff. Anyway, uh, I was, I was hiking on my way out and in this particular spot, um, I started having rocks thrown at me. And so, you know, at that point I was done filming for the day and, uh, I happened to have the Sony quick cam on me. So I opened it up, you know, of course it comes right on. So I actually caught on video, uh, you know, these rocks uh, landing around me, baseball and softball sized rocks. And uh, so this is what I utilized Randy for today was to, to put him out in that spot. And, and you know, Randy, Randy's uh he's got a lot of muscle. He's, he's not a small dude. Yeah. And, uh, and so we now have something to compare that okay. black mass to. And uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, Thank you. <clears throat> Well, unbeknownst to Shane, when he spun around and caught that rock hitting the uh, trail just behind him downhill, he didn't realize just further beyond the scope of the camera was that black mass within the brush facing uphill that we didn't know, you know, obviously wasn't there before. So that's where we were putting, placing myself. So I walked back behind that brushy area just looking for anything that had made an entrance. And I, and I found an, an easily noticeable push down where something walked through there and pushed stuff down to get back in there. So I just followed it and, and it, it looped in behind some of those trees and it dead ended at exactly where that black mass is in that video that Shane has. And it's only about four foot from the trail road trail that goes up there. So if it was anything going through there, it would have went ahead and just pushed on out because yeah. it's only four more feet and it would have been in the road. Can you, so, you kind of describe the trail coming in there size? Uh, well, uh, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of stickers. Uh, I had to push through stickers myself. So clearly something walked through there and the stickers weren't an issue. Uh, and like I said, I just went to where it dead ended. And right where it dead ended, there was a little log I could step up onto. And Shane remembered where that log was because he knows this area like the back of his hand. And uh, so I stepped up on this log. And while I stepped up on this log, that's the opening that the black mass was in. The opening that you can see up the trail. I'm standing in it when I'm standing on that log. And you're five nine, right? So how high up did you think you how high up do you think you stepped up? I held my hands over my head when he took my pictures. I had a stick in my hand. I, I'm gonna guess it was as tall as my, my hands were over my head, which would make it on I don't know, yeah, eight foot maybe. Okay, what I was saying though is how how high up did you step to get on the log? Oh, the the log itself, I'm gonna guess about ten inches maybe. 
So you're five, nine, six, say six, six, and then you're raising your hands up. Uh, you're, I, you're probably eight, nine feet t- tall. Yeah, eight, eight foot plus. Wow. Wow. And, and what's kind, what's kind of neat is, um, seeing where this thing was in the video, this black mass. I theorized that it may have been standing on that log, and um, you know, Randy walked right into it, and the 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 push down trail that he found led him right to it. And he found something, he found something else there too. That was interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking down on the ground. Just I'm looking for signs, you know, myself. And I was look, maybe I was looking for any hairs that might be stuck to the, to the brambles and the briars. And I see this rock right at my feet, right in, right in that spot. And it was clean. It was, it was a nice bright white rock with a little bit of moss on it. Algae. Algae on it, yeah, very clean, sitting on top of the leaves. And I look all around to see, do I see any more rocks like that that would make me think, you know, there's there's a pattern. Are there more rocks in there? So I'm not confused. And there wasn't. All you see is leaves and sticks on the ground. And then there's this lone rock sitting right there where I'm standing, like maybe something dropped it, didn't need it, was throwing rocks and didn't need that one, so it dropped it. Who knows? Wow. And it was about the size of the of the rocks that were being thrown around me too. Oddly enough, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so it looks like it was gathered up in the creek, and whatever it was, if it followed him out, would have crossed the creek just just prior to him getting in that bend in the in the trail. So it could have scooped up a handful of rocks, got back in there, and you know threw what it needed, and then dropped the one that it didn't need. Wow. Oh, I, I kind of wanted to reiterate a little bit, uh, Randy, when you walked up into that trail, did you have to like bend around any tree limbs or anything? Did you see anything broken off to kind of open it up to get up in there or was it pretty open, you know, say from the knees up? It looked pretty wide. Yeah. Uh, since I was only five, nine, I, I may not have necessarily had to do too much ducking. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I may not have looked really hard above my own head yeah. at anything, which I should have, but no, I didn't. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's fine. I was just kind of curious because uh, coming up into something like that, because Shane's pretty, you know, he's pretty uh, uh, adverse in the woods. And I, you know, if it was snapping things off to come up in there, you, know, you figure he would probably have heard it because in the video, he's actually kind of quiet as he's moving along. And now in saying that Shane, how far was that, black mass from say where you were standing when you seen the rock distance wise um when the first rock hit it was probably within 20 yards do you think that the rock could have came from that position um i know positively that two of the rocks came from the ridge above me to my left because i I, because i heard them going through the trees uh, before they hit the other two did not go through trees, which would have been the perfect place for those rocks to come from. Um, I, I I believe that two of the rocks came from that position, and two yeah. of them came from the ridge. There we go with the multiple individuals. <clears throat> that, uh, yeah. that that's that that's a good point. I was wanting to get at that. Is uh, you was looking at me? You uh, oh, you're fixing to go. Uh, Dad's making well, I, cigarettes. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> from, from all the stories that Shane's told me about behaviors that he's witnessed, I haven't witnessed these myself. Yeah. But 
you know, of, of having him on either side of him and, and doing things to get his attention while the other one moves into position. That certainly makes sense because he was hearing noises to his left as he was going up that hill on that ridge above him and hearing rocks come through those trees and they were hitting branches very blatantly. They, they wanted him to hear that because they were hitting branches, throwing the rocks out and yeah. that's what he was looking at. And I'll bet it was so that big one could move into position where it moved. I don't think it was there when he walked by, but it did scare that rabbit out. So, but, but I don't think it was there as he walked by, but it sure moved there when the other one, you know, got Shane's attention. Yeah. Is Shane talking to the landowner again? Yes, I was. I see if he'll come on for a minute. Oh, no, he doesn't want his face. Oh, uh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. I got to totally respect that. Awesome. Now, in, in saying that, how far was it? Now, was the creek behind the position that where the black mass was? Yes. How far do you think the, the creek was back there? 20 yards really yeah now that creek runs parallel with the road right uh no. no okay so it crosses the road crosses the yes the road and then it turns the creek. the creek turns and then runs parallel but with a lot of space i got you yeah yeah so do you think that the, it might have came down the creek and then up that into into that position or it probably came down the ridge down the ridge and across it the creek too okay so the ridges across the creek from the 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 creek is actually running. I'm just trying to get a mental picture. Okay, okay. So so think this: um, before the creek, we're on the south side of the creek. There's a ridge that runs on the right side. When you hit the creek, that ridge stops and turns east. Okay. So when you when you cross the creek, a ridge start starts on the opposite side, which will be the left side, and the creek actually it goes down, you know, perpendicular a ways, and then it actually cuts towards. Uh, more northward and kind of goes with the trail but further away okay so so what randy's saying is is that the an individual may have came down the ridge before the creek on the right side crossed the creek into the the, the little the little floodplain and one was also on the left side up on the ridge on the north side of the creek also if that makes sense is there a lot of cover on that ridge absolutely yeah. And Shane was just there. I mean, he was at where our campsite is now. He was sitting down on one of those logs, digging through his uh, backpack because he was going to stay a little bit after dark. So he was sitting there for a while. And, you know, the history of what goes on out here, the best viewing for them is to be on that ridge right above the yeah. campsite here. So more than likely, that seems it, that seems to be probably what happened. He was on the ridge. He was probably pacing him out since he found those tracks and casted those tracks and stuff and was walking out, it, it, walking across the top of that ridge and just pacing him would be the easiest way to, to go about it. But then it would have to drop down across the creek once he hit yeah. that trail going up the road. What was you saying, Dad? I just agree with them. I think they came down the ridge. Just, yeah, we know that they, they actually don't uh, silhouette themselves on the ridges. They'll run just below the ridge line. But yeah, Randy's Randy's actually got proof of that. I need to show you that video. I need to show Dad that video of the Ridge Walker. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that that is. And now in saying that though, Randy, 
I mean, I'm sorry, it's been a long day. Shane, <laughs> from where uh-huh. you was, from where you was at when the rocks was getting thrown at you, how far from there? The reason I'm doing this, I'm just trying to give folks kind of a mental picture of of the the situation. How far was you from, say, the the farm where you're located at now? I mean, in you not you don't um, specific, but oh man, I I couldn't tell you an exact you know mileage of how far it is down there. I mean. It's probably, I don't know. What do you think, Randy? A mile, mile and a half down into the bottom. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a mile as the crow flies, but but yeah. probably a mile and a half on the on the trail. Yeah, and and folks, you got to understand this is rough country. It's up and down with a lot of granite stone, a lot of hardwoods, uh, a lot of waterways. Uh, I, so I mean, I would not have wanted to get caught up down in there. And them things not want me to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we, we, slept, we slept in the trailer with the door open, so I don't. We're not too worried about them. Oh yeah, we look at the, what y'all have had happen down there already. I mean, you got seven within seven foot of the juvenile. You know, uh, folks, when y'all see, but I was video, I was watching the door. You was what? I was watching the door. I could see the skyline through okay. the doorway, and I kept imagining a face, you know, peering <laughs> around the side of that door. So, so yeah, I, my imagination was working a little bit. Oh yeah, I bet, I bet, especially with, uh, I mean, with the uh, with, the, I guarantee you that was probably the big male looking at you, Shane. If if that if it pans out that that was the uh, the uh, the black mass that we see, if he was eight feet tall, uh, that's a pretty big boy. I mean, now would that be correspondent with the track sizes that you found? Um. His tracks were 15 inches, so that would put him at, at roughly seven to seven and a half foot, I would think, you know, just yeah. going by the normal things that you hear. Yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't seen him. I haven't, I, I haven't actually seen the male, the big male, or the big female. Yeah. So we don't know exactly which one it was, but uh, me and Randy were actually kind of studying that today and um, the, the uh, some clips from the video that I took, and it – it almost looks as though it may not just be one there. It looks like it may be an adult in one of the juveniles. Um, of course, the the footage isn't you know crystal clear. It's it's yeah. It's, uh, it's a oh, little ways away and in a in a juvenile in that where that black mass is. Yeah, it almost looks wow. as though there's a, a a possible juvenile there next to it. So yes. You know, wow. it's, it, it's hard to say. Um, it's it's not video evidence that's going to prove anything, but yeah. uh, the fact that we were able to put Randy back in that same position and uh, just the things that came along with it, him finding the push down trail to get back up into exactly where you know I I, I expected this thing to to, to be. Um, uh, it at least gives us some more data points to look at, you know. Definitely, and uh, and that's what this this whole thing is about we're just trying to collect data and more data and more data because the the more we collect the uh you know the more we can hopefully figure out and and start putting some of these puzzle pieces together yeah uh one more quick question for you randy about that about that trail and of course you know that i'm a tracker and that's what i'm I'm into was there a lot of leaf cover on the on the trail itself or was it more bare ground well it wasn't really a trail it was just a push down through, oh, okay. through the brush oh okay okay so but, there wasn't even a lot of grass there then yeah but the yeah. ground was still covered in a lot of leaf litter okay 
I was, I was just, uh, Shane, did you get a chance to run back there and look at that trail? And I did, I did. Uh, yeah, something obviously pushed its way through there. Like yeah. you said, there was a lot, a lot of briars and, and vines and stuff. And, uh, uh, so yeah, something had definitely went back in there. And, and like Randy said, the strangest thing is that if a deer were to walk and push its way through that, that area, it would have kept going forward and yeah. it was open trail four foot in front of it. And whatever was there and made that did not, it stopped. Yeah. Well, in the exact position that I, you know, that I was trying to put Randy in, he had, he went to the position without me leading him to it, you know? Okay. Cause I followed that trail till it stopped. Uh, just general consensus to both of you. How wide do you think the, the, the trail was say at ground level up to two to three foot? Uh, I, I walked through it easily. I mean, there was a couple, there was a few sticker lit, you know, sticker limbs from bushes that would, that spanned across the whole trail that I had to push down, but, yeah. the, but the push down itself was decently wide. Wow. I, I didn't struggle at all. Okay. So, well, that right there tells you that I don't think a deer would push, you know, push something down wide enough because, you know, everybody knows that does any tracking that, uh, you know, deer's feet are, you know, and they're smaller animal i don't think a deer would have would have pushed that down and if a deer was coming through there like that like you said it wouldn't have stopped and that is that's just re freaking remarkable guys that well, is another, another the cool thing i want to add in uh, to that is and, and i told the guys this when i got back um but you know and i hadn't really uh, put it out publicly or discussed it too much other than with you you also gary but i had uh, just filmed this the last scene you know for this video i was i was throwing together yeah, for the YouTube channel, and I had shut the camera off, and literally just within moments, a as I was passing that exact spot where this black mass was, a rabbit bolted out of that position, and li like literally almost ran into me, and and cut a right turn and uh, took off up the trail. So oh, something it got flushed out. Something, something flushed, yeah, something flushed that rabbit out to the point that it almost ran into me as it came out. And, uh, and then of course, you know, there you, there you go. We get this black mass on the video, uh, moments later, you know, while rocks are being thrown. So super interesting. Uh, it's, it's not, you know, anything that's, that's, uh, proof positive. Yeah. But us, like I said, it's, it's more data and it, uh, it gives us a little more, uh, a little more of a picture into what I was dealing with that day. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, folks, I did want to, uh, kind of, uh, throw something out there. Uh, please keep posting your questions. We'll get to them here shortly. We're kind of changing <laughs> a little bit of the format of the show. We're going to run these guys through their, their discussion and stuff. And then we're going to come back and scroll down. And, uh, uh, it was kind of chaotic the last few times we did it where we was just popping the questions out at random. So we're going to kind of run through the storyline a little bit and then come back and actually a lot time for the questions. I'll scroll up and down and uh, uh, please keep, keep firing these questions out. And what I'm doing is I'm popping them up on the screen so the guys can see them so they can kind of think about it while we're discussing. But uh, if, uh, if anybody wants to look at that video, you can go look, look at it for yourself. It's Ozark mountain Sasquatch, no spaces between the words on YouTube. Um, it's my recent video. It's my recent video called uh, uh, Still on Track. The last scene in the video is when the rocks are being thrown. And uh, if you want to look for that black mass, there's a point where I say, where the hell are those rocks coming from? 
And at that moment, if you look almost center camera, you're going to see a black mass that's uh, in this thicket. Yeah. And uh, that'll give you an idea of where, where Randy was today. <laughs> you want me to play that for him? Oh, that's up to you. I'm, I'm sure that's something they can go look at, you know, and okay. they'll be able to pause and scroll. And, and yeah. there's several there's several uh, shots where that black mass is there and there's some shots where it's not. Yeah. Well, so, if you could, in saying that, could you repeat the contact information for that, please? Yeah, that was uh, YouTube, Ozark Mountain Sasquatch, no spaces between the words. And uh, the, the video title, it, it should be the most recent video on there called Still on Track. And it's uh, if you watch the whole video, you'll actually get some uh, – You'll get the, the, the fill in on things that have been happening out there and what we've been doing, what happened in the last trip. And uh, you'll actually get to see where the juvenile was that that uh, that we captured on on thermal and that, that we approached and all that good stuff. But if uh, you just want to watch the rock throwing part, go to the very last scene in the video and uh, you'll be able to see all that for yourself. Cool. Uh, crickets. I hear crickets. <laughs> uh, me typing. Uh, no, I mean, really, I hear crickets. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking, I was going to tell you to turn around and tell them to shut up. They was too loud. <laughs> um, so, you, with the deal with the, we had the deal with the road where you was actually able to trace that. Uh, so, you were saying that it was 20 yards from where you were standing to the, uh, to where it yeah, was about, about 20, 30, 20. Sorry. Could you say that again? Where, where I was standing when I, when I filmed all this, where I was standing when I, when I caught the black mass on film, I was, I was 20 to 30 yards up the trail. Wow. Pointed backwards, you know, down the trail, trying to figure out where these rocks were coming from that were, that were uh, landing on the right side of the trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, Shane, and I, Shane and I were laughing, kind of talking about it. And, you know, this, Shane hasn't had much experience with this, the, the male that lives here other than finding its prints. He, he knows it's here, he's never really seen it much. If, if this is the large male, all of a sudden, he's put himself in some action right after the, the, the juvenile was approached. The last time we were here. Yeah. So I was walking with Shane. I said, look, they probably had a conversation. And he, he told dad, I can't believe this guy walked right up on me. Dad, I was hiding like you told me to. I was hiding the way you, we normally do. And this guy walked right up on me. And and I bet your dad says, well, let's see if he does that to me. <laughs> yeah. that I mean, that that's a very good point. You know, even in, in reports, you hear of, you know, I've heard of other behaviors, you know, similar to that. That's uh, it. It is interesting that, that Big Daddy's coming around now, and and I, once again, I have to think that it's multiple individuals you're getting interaction with all the time. Like you know, Shane was saying up the up the hill, the two rocks coming, and then two coming from there. Uh, it's a uh, it's there's a commonality even in Randy and some of your experiences. It's it's, it's quite impressive how the there's it's like almost a uh, standard straight across the board, you know, behavior from the species. Well, the and there, there may have been even three or four because um, the rocks that were hitting on the east side of the trail 
I think at this point may have been coming from the black mass that is in the video, but I was also hearing movement and snaps to the east. Yes. Um, if you watch the video, I'm focused on the ridge, which is to the west, and the the bottom that towards the towards where the creek curves around and kind of follows um, to the east. And you know, the whole time, two of those rocks, we I, I'm pretty convinced now came from the south. You yeah. Know? But but like I said, I was reacting to these rocks landing on the east of me, and then I was also hearing movement, you know, on out further, and uh, so. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to say. It, it, it was, it was a, it was an awesome moment for sure. Oh yeah. Here in a second, I want to get on some of those, uh, those questions. Hey, can I, can I answer the one about where that one guy, I think his name is Norm Norman Reed asked about the, the what, what size we think they can possibly get to. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I was just fixing to say. I wanted to, we was going to start popping the questions. Dad's got a few for you too. So let yeah. me, uh, let me run back up here and let's, let's start with that one. Do you mind, Shane? Can I can I answer that one? Go for it. Well, first, I'd like to take into account people. When you when you talk about the size of people, you know you, you're going to occasionally see seven footers and maybe even slightly bigger. But when you get into the enormously large people that is showing some type of physical uh, pituitary problems or things like that. They are extremely frail. Uh, Robert Waldo was like nine foot eleven or eight foot eleven inches tall, and he he was almost an invalid, uh, needed a walker and all that kind of stuff and yeah. braces. So there's something about your bone structure and the the musculature can only allow you to get so big before it becomes uh, unnatural for your body, and and you just your body can't. The physiology of your body can't handle it. Bigfoots will have to be the same way. Just be, I mean, you're going to hear people out there with these outrageous stories of, oh, this thing must have been 14, 15 foot tall or even a 16 footer taller. I don't take a whole lot of stock in that kind of stuff because it seems to be that the average is, you know, eight and a half, nine would be a big boy and maybe occasionally a, a 10 footer, maybe. I'm, and I'm just saying maybe. But that's got to be almost the upper limit because anything above that would be some type of problem for them. And they would not be able to, to maneuver as well as they do if, if they're at <laughs> such a height that, that, you know, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll add in there that, uh, Reed, I do agree with you somewhat on the environment, that the environment may play a role uh, also. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the one that's still, yeah, still a physical limit. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the part that, that kind of got my uh, attention about the question was, uh, you know, down there at the end where it says it depends on the environment. The ones in the north, in my opinion, are bigger due to it being colder, so they need more fat uh, and fur to keep warm. Well, Reed, uh, me and Randy and Shane and a few others has had uh, conversations in the past about also about the the type of food and the type of terrain up there. They're, they're almost, you even look at the bears, you don't see a whole lot of big grizzly bears down in this country, but yet you do up there. It's almost like that uh, straight across the board, the predators in that area are bigger, meaner, rough, well, not meaner, but you know what I'm saying, bigger in stature. And uh, yeah. I don't know if it's the food source or the terrain features or something. And then as you get down here, they seem to be kind of uh, leaner and rangier, uh, you know, 
at, but kind of in a V shape. And then you get on down into Florida and the swamps and they're, they're even smaller and more like a, a chimpanzee or an orangutan style. But, uh, that I thought that was a, a good point that he brought up, you know, about needing more fat and uh, fur to keep warm. I mean, that that definitely could have something to do with it. It could. I don't know though. Okay, here's a here's another one for you. Uh, uh, let me, Dad. You you had one right quick. Yeah, I was just going to ask them how often they run into multiple contacts at the same time. Did y'all catch that? Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's fairly common down there. Um, when we start getting action, it's never, it's never just one, you know, we'll, we'll get a knock on the ridge and a rock clack will come back from across the Creek. Um, it, it seems as though that they're, they're running around out here together all the time, the mother and two juvies. And occasionally, you know, we may find something that tells us the male is, is, is around possibly, but, Usually it seems as though the mother and what we think is the mother and the two juvies are the ones that we're interacting with the most. Yeah. I, I don't think for myself, even before I got involved with Shane, you know, and, and the great stuff happening here, almost every time something has happened, I mean, you might as well just be logical about it. If you hear a tree knock, it's, it's one big foot talking to another one. So uh, a rock clack, these nonverbal communications means they're talking to another Bigfoot. I've recorded a, a really good whistle that involved some tree knocks and a whistle and some other things. Those aren't communications for me. Those are communications where it's talking to another Bigfoot, letting it know something. It means something to another Bigfoot as part of their communications with each other. So you can just assume if you're hearing one, there's more than one because if there's one, he doesn't need to make any noises at all. He's, he's generally going to make noises so that another one knows what's going on. Good point. What was you saying, Dad? No, I just back home, it's generally you just, one's knocking all right, but he's usually, what we felt was that they was tree knocking to get us out of his territory. And the only time that I've heard of anybody speaking of more than one was actually my own personal experience, where I heard three of them talking back and forth to each other. Yeah, literally jabbering out in the woods. Right, I mean, not a hundred yards from my house. Well, this is well, all see. that I've experienced in my old area. It was the same situation. It uh, seemed to be a family unit. Yeah, and and it was typically the two juvies that I got the interaction out of most of the time, and mom would be around somewhere. It was almost the same situation, actually. Well, and, and Gary Senior, uh, your response to those tree knocks—it's not uncommon. Uh, we often put our own feelings into what's happening. So whenever you hear a tree knock, they're trying to scare me away. Whenever a rock gets thrown, they're trying to scare me away. Uh, those aren't necessarily true, but it doesn't change the fact that that's what you believe they are. Uh, so, so anyways. Well, the rock throwing doesn't bother me. It's Junior over here that likes to run when they start, start throwing rocks. Well, in saying that, just like you were saying there when it was – you know, when we had that experience where they was, they was actually triangulating our tent. You know, it was three individuals and you could blatantly hear steps over here and tree uh, twig snaps over here. And, you know, some like that, that's crazy 
that hootie owl, that bionic hootie owl that me and you talk about all the time. And you could blatantly hear the three different individuals. And then the rocks was coming from three different directions. Well, and, Shane was just, Shane was just telling me a story today, not too far from here in his old area or close to his old area. He was with some friends and a bunch of boys, uh, young boys for a church group camping out. And they heard them triangulate around. And they had some, some really nice activity where one looked, over the top of the tent into the tent of one of the boys sleeping. Mm. So, but that doesn't mean that the triangulation meant anything more nefarious when it happened to you guys than it did yeah. to these boys. Yeah. I, I don't, I, now when we left, the reason we left and left quickly is, is there was a storm coming up. And when we seen the track, it was just a little bit of an overload and, and we kind of boogied out of there and then went back down. But uh, y'all got to understand, this is the first time that I had been camping back on the property in, what, 15 years? Quite a while. And, uh, uh, I mean, he split out of there like you would Oh, believe. you ain't joking. Well, about it. You Man, I, I'm not trying to disparage you. I, I'm certainly not trying to disparage you. When I, when I say just my beliefs of these things, I, I, I'm not trying to say, ah, ha, ha, you, you were a scaredy cat or anything like that. What you did was absolutely natural. Everybody, everybody yeah. responds that way. And, and anybody that knows my prior encounter to that would understand why, you know, right. you know I'm not going to get into that. This shows about y'all, but, uh, uh, the whole family group and the multiple individuals is, is real, uh, real intriguing. And it, <clears throat> once again, it seems to be a commonality like Shane, like you saying, in the, all of your previous experiences, it's been that way. Randy has had multiple experiences that way. A lot of folks has, but, uh, uh, Jennifer had a Jennifer Raymond Anderson. Am I saying that right? Uh, asks if y'all was going to do the uh you know we was talking about the other day the the fish in the ziploc bag can y'all i see wish that? i wish we were doing it but we don't have a fish well go catch one I, I don't have a fishing pole you got hands that wasn't uh that wasn't part of the plan for this weekend uh this weekend we came out here with with a plan and and uh yeah. You know, determined to to try this this one particular thing, and uh, all of our focus has been on that, except for today when we were you know being lazy and taking naps and stuff. Well, that's that that's the best part of it. Oh. Hammock time. You know? uh, yeah, that's hammocks and grilled cheese. And that that thing. Okay, yeah, now we may try that yeah, in during the October trip. Yeah, I do want to do it. I do want to do it. I'm having to adjust some audio right quick. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, Reed, once again, this guy throws all kinds of good questions. Thoughts on Bigfoot gig Gigantopithecus hypothesis? Really? For for me, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that there's. Uh, first of all they have a tooth and a, and I believe a thumb bone um, to, to say, to be able to say, you know, how big gigantopithic it was and, and that it walked upright from a tooth and a thumb bone doesn't make sense to me. Um, it's just my opinion. I think that, I think that these things are uh, not as much of an ape, type species as people think you know it's the it's the looks that make people think that but we are 
we're seeing and collecting data points that tell us that these things are very, very intelligent and very, very strategic. And uh, it's not a stupid ape that we're dealing with. Right. And, and, and my thoughts on that are, and, and you're going to think, man, that Randy guy is a real ass. But my, my thoughts are, and it has always been when we, we follow this line of discussion, what difference does it make if it is? And what difference does it make if it's not? Absolutely. I mean, it's still, it's still going to be the same species. It's still right. the same. Uh, I, I do know that the interactions that, that y'all are having and that in all the other long-term uh, investigations of people that I talk to and in our long-term area down there, you know, where, where we're at, you know, we've been, dad's been down there his whole life, you know, uh, there's a lot of commonalities and a lot of factors here that leads towards a, upper level sentient being thought pattern you know it's there's there's just too much evidence showing that these things are are smart and and who says that the gigantopithecus is not that smart we don't know you know well also also uh i don't know when they found the gigantopithecus bones or when when they thought that those bones or that tooth was from if it was ten thousand years ago fifteen thousand years ago well yeah. What what were what were people fifteen thousand years ago? Not what we are now. So even if it is a gigantopithecus then, a giant a gigantopithecus now has would have evolved into something different. So this doesn't to me it's it's kind of a wasted thoughts. Okay, next one right quick, and then I'd like to get on to your theory on the. Uh, I'd like to reiterate on what the whole point of this weekend's trip was. But uh, Mr. Reed had a. Thoughts on Paul Freeman's footage. I love uh, it. I love that video. I There's some intriguing things within the Paul Freeman footage that really, um, that really catch my eye. Uh, one of the things in particular is if you watch that video, there's one point where it steps in front of this kind of thick area. And, and stops, and it literally disappears for a, a moment. And when I say disappear, I don't mean, you know, poof, magic. It's gone. It, it blends in so well that it almost disappears from your eye until it starts to move again. Um, you know, there's some really intriguing things. There's there's also some things that I've noticed in that video that flag like uh it does look down and stepping and um red flag for you know versus where they're stepping and stuff but the, the footage but uh yeah you know i think the ability that it, that it is real um i will say too that uh the way the head sits on the shoulders is not like the patty footage uh you know so there's some differences in some of these individuals we know you know but uh you know does it go that far and if you watch too, as it's walking, it does have that up and down movement at times versus that smooth, you know, that smooth walk that uh, you see that Patty has. So, yeah, I, I'm up in the air. I've, I've read a lot of I've read into both sides. There's people that think it was you know stuff, but I tend to believe that it was real, even though I see some possible red flags in it. But, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? The tracks, the tracks, I, I think the tracks, um, to me, look to be real. 
Randy being Randy. <laughs> uh, uh, Shane, I think you had a, brought up a real good point. Uh, I mean, what kind of a diversity do we have in animals of every species? You know, even well, humans. You know, and, and here's why I can't discount that footage um, with these things that I see within it is the the last group that I was that I was trying this habituation process with that I'm that I'm doing um, within that group there were five individuals at some seen all five of them one of them looked completely different than the other four and there were differences within the other four that um i haven't really heard people discuss and talk about um like the the young female had a round head versus you know having the uh the, the sagittal crest the big male had the sagittal crest the the big female had somewhat of one but nothing near like the male and uh, she yeah. had different, you know, her face looked like she could be almost a completely different species. And then the the, the young male that I talked about that, you know, that I talked about most of the time within that group, uh, this thing looked completely abnormal compared to the rest of the group. He didn't have hair on his face. He, uh, he had a hairline, you know, like we do. Uh, when I first saw him, I wasn't sure if it was a homeless person, you know. But uh, anyway... Just within that group, there was a vast amount of traits that made them look completely different from each other. So, absolutely, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you have such a wide variety of. I mean, we would be almost uh, arrogant, if in my own personal opinion, to think that they was all general standardized. You know, even at deer, wolf, bear, every animal species on the planet, there is a very some animals are more than others but there is a variance in the uh uh the diversity in the in the uh species sorry uh mr donald slavi had a good uh question for you shane yes yes donald i have uh, i actually have about 45 tracks that have been casted uh sitting in my garage right now and uh and we're going to continue to cast the tracks out here with the hopes that we consistently get the same tracks and we're able to show uh, the growth and the morphology changes within those feet as they grow. It's part of a uh, part of the project. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, I saw a question from uh, Jeff also. Jeff, that I, Jeff, I missed. Jeff or Joff? Joff. Uh, he said something about he doesn't subscribe to the Gigantico theory. I don't see a. Just saw you guys okay. on. Just a second. Yes, I don't subscribe to that. No, I don't see a question from him. Uh, Joff. Okay. Uh, I'd you... seen it. Pop I'd seen one pop up on the screen and I missed it. So I was just going to touch base back to that. Uh, Joff said, not, uh, laugh out loud, no question. What I was saying, sure. Shane, is uh, Mr. Donald Slavi. Uh, did you catch that show I did with him in Pennsylvania? Uh, I didn't. I did not. He is. Uh, he is the but one. Jeff, Jeff is Pennsylvania, actually, he's from uh, the the good the, that area. Donald is the one that I sent you the pictures of his extensive cast collection. Yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, Donald, uh, here I'll let I'll let you answer that one, Shane. Can we show some of them? Uh, not right now at the moment. We can't. Um, actually, 
if you stay on here, you're going to see the the uh, first trailer for our documentary that's, documentary that's coming out, and it shows some of the juvenile castings. So hold you're tight, right. and you'll get to see some of those. Yeah, we can do it whenever you're ready. Okay. let's, uh, Folks, this is, uh, as everybody knows, uh, Shane and crew have a documentary going to be released very soon. Uh, I'll let him explain that, but this is the teaser to it. Do you want to tell when they're going to release it or wait until after? I, what do you uh, want to change? We'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and play it for everybody now. In 1984, I had an encounter with an upright bipedal hair-covered creature while alone in the woods of South Central Missouri. I wanted to know everything about these creatures. I was drawn into this enigma and could only hope to have another encounter. In 2017, an old friend brought me into a private property where there seemed to be consistent things happening along with the property owner having some personal experiences. I created pattern hikes as to be predictable, and I looked for patterns being created to my own. This is the documentation of what happened and the experiences we had on the property that we now call the 400. Looking for the Ozark Mountain Sasquatch. Awesome. So there you go. There was uh, a few of the juvenile cast casts that we got, and those are actually from last year in July, and uh, we've collected many more since then. So, and those will be coming out, you know, with the the, the next few documentaries. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. If I can get you, just uh, as a teaser, like a pro teaser here, uh, what? How much of a differentiation on that one set of tracks over a period of? Uh, what the year, year and a half that you've got the two different. Um, can you say that? We, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, last year, those uh, one set of those tracks last year was about, uh, nine and a half inches to nine and three quarter. And, uh, basically the foot, if, if I'm correct and the, the last tracks that I casted are from the same individual, the foot has grown about an inch to an inch and a quarter over the last year. And, uh, with wise, I'd have to get back with you on that. I've been more looking at the morphology of the foot, you know, um, trying to designate that it is the same foot and, you know, look at those characteristics that are, that'll tell me that. So, uh, we're, we're still not a hundred percent on that. Um, I'm trying to get, you know, some people that, know more than me about that to uh, look at them and confirm that. And uh, I'll actually be getting in touch with the biologist that you gave me the number to uh, here really soon, Gary. Cool. He, uh, he actually contacted me yesterday. Uh, uh, he's quite anxious. <laughs> he's, he's fired up. Uh, Good. In, awesome. In saying that, uh, I'd like to, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to roll right in. I know we talked about it a little bit the other night. But uh, I had a couple of uh, people direct messaging me asking about what's the deal with the domino. Uh, could you kind of uh, explain that? Yeah, let Randy explain that. And uh, can you take that question off so I can see his ugly face? Yeah. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> well, I I'll let Randy. I let Randy go into that whole idea because uh, that was that was his thing, man. Just a second. Let me. Uh, how's that? That better? There you go. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, man. I'm trying to figure out why my battery's almost dead on my phone. I'm trying to hook it up. <clears throat> uh, 
Well, you want us to go to something and come back to you here in a second, or? Uh, well, it's not actually. It's just getting low, and I was trying to hook it up to my battery so that it starts to charge. Ah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, uh, the Dominoes is just something that I I was thinking that if they like to watch us, that it would have a couple components with it that uh, that are similar to what they seem to like, and that is clacking rocks and uh, patterns. The dominoes have the number, the dots on them. So, you know, they like to stack rocks. They put rocks in certain patterns, it seems like. So I was kind of hoping that they would watch us playing dominoes last night, and we were, they were, we were clacking them on the top of the uh, – uh, the not the table but uh but my ice chest so we were clacking them and, and playing dominoes in the hopes that they were watching us and then would come down and specifically like them look at them and and like them and so so we have the dominoes on the table in front of the thermal camera so that that's just the hope the hope is that it's just something different just a, a stimulus then that's kind of yes the, a bait the- Ah, gotcha. Now, uh, did y'all set the, uh, I probably need to pull those pictures back up. Did y'all set your table and stuff back up like you had before? Uh, yes. you had, had them come in. Uh, y'all want me to go ahead and go into those, those pictures or, uh, what do you want to sure. do? Sure. Awesome. Let me see if I can remember how to do it. Yeah. Every time we come down here, we try to do everything, you know, as close to this, exactly the same as we can, you know, Rady sets, uh, sets his tent and his, his pop-up uh, and, and the table's up all. And, uh, you know, I'll set, I set my tent in the same spot. And we, uh, we really try to make yeah. everything really ru- as routine as possible so that there's a, norm- a normality to, to everything at some point, you know. I didn't know Sasquatch sat in chairs. That's a ugly one right there, man. <laughs> Okay, so you did set it up just about the same way, except for the table coming across the the front of the tent there. Well, the the front of the tent last time was actually pointed uh, to the south, which the the tent would have been rotated. Uh, We we set the tent with the the door on that side this time because that's the side that has the opening for the thermal to be able to stick Ah. out and still be hidden. Yeah, I got you. I don't see no hammocks up. Oh, they were up. They were up. <laughs> Randy caught me snoring today. I, I no. took I took one of the deepest naps I've taken in quite some time today. It was awesome, man. It was such a beautiful day. Oh, I bet. What was the temperature like up there today? It was supposed to hit the low 80s today, but uh, it didn't really feel like it. It, it. You know, I was laying. I was actually in the laying in the sun at one point and oh, wow. uh, was 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 comfortable. But I'm cold natured too, so. Well, and you don't have the insulation on you like I do. So, if you, <laughs> according to Mister Reed's theory, you know, I would be like a Pacific Northwest Sasquatch, and you would be like a Southern Oklahoma Sasquatch. <laughs> but uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is that the road in the background on this picture, or is that a river? Um, it's, that that is actually deceiving, right there. Um, that what is if- actually just that's just woods back there. Oh, it's if just you, uh, coming in and hitting the grass? Yeah, yeah, that's just sunlight. If you, uh, the direction that I'm facing, if you go that away 50 to 60 yards, you'll hit the creek. 
Okay, I got you. And to my back is uh, the trail and the ridge. Okay. So okay. so we have a uh, we I, we have the camp there specifically for that reason. They have the ridge on the south side and they have the creek to stay on the other side of on the north side. So they have they have two points where where you know they can feel safe. Yeah. To to come in and keep an eye on us, you know. So that's, that's the whole reason. Yeah, that's the whole reason we we put the camp there was to give them some safe space to uh, kind of do their thing, you know. Uh, how tall is that ridge that runs by the camp there? Oh, I don't know. It probably it probably goes up uh, 70, 80 foot. Oh, so they do have a substantial. Yeah, yeah, and it's not straight up and down. You know the the face of it. Yeah. You know we can we can walk up it, but uh, nonetheless, you know, for us to get up at that, you know, fast and get to them would be pointless to even try. Oh yeah, that'd be gone by the time you even got out of camp. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That is. But but really, really, the way it's set up down there, like we know that they they come in the west side and keep an eye on us too. I've actually last year I saw the same one twice in one day, and it was to the west in that flat area in that low lying area. So. You know, we're pretty confident that they feel pretty confident themselves about being able to move around us, you know, probably in 360 if they wanted to. Awesome. Awesome. I, uh, let's see if we got any other questions right quick. Uh, one thing I wanted to kind of get on to here in a little bit, but, uh, uh, Mr. Reed Norman, what do you think of Todd Standing's Discovering Bigfoot documentary? I, and then talks about me. We discussed this the other night. I believe that Gary was impressed with the last shot in the documentary of a Sasquatch looking at Todd from underneath the log in crystal clear clarity. Okay. I, I specifically want to answer that first before Randy. So, and I, and I have my reasons for that. I'm, I'm going to say this for me. Um, I don't, I don't watch a lot of other people's research and videos because I don't want things that I'm seeing to affect how I am taking the evidence that I personally get and that, that we get as a team. I'm, uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm very anal about that. Like, you know, people send me things and, and a lot of times I don't watch them. And, um, and, and that's, and that's the reason I don't want things outside influences, uh, with, you know, to affect the evidence that we're getting here. I try to, I try to, I tried to be that away yeah. for quite some time. And so, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Go ahead, Randy. Uh, what about Todd standing stuff? No, about the, uh, have you seen yeah. his documentary? The, the actual yeah. question was about the, uh, the last shot in that video about the, the Sasquatch looking underneath the, the, the log. I don't know. I didn't. I, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to clip that out and send it to you one of these days. So we'll just kind of we'll leave that one for another show. Um, I guess the 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 big question I've got is, I'm kind of curious. How far is camp I, from I've Crawford seen, Hill? I, I will say I've seen the footage. Uh, oh, it's about a. If we were to hike it. It's about a forty-five minute hike, unless you're unless you're you know really getting after it. So, I, it, it's hard to say. It, it's probably a mile and a half, maybe two miles max away from camp. 
Okay. The the reason I was the reason I was saying that is you were saying that was the highest point in elevation in that area. Uh, I was wondering if, well, I was talking to an individual earlier uh, about this show, and he was saying he was wondering if maybe like the the uh, uh, crawler hill was maybe like their home base, and then they spread out from there because. Uh, I guess in some of his experiences, he was saying that they seem to gather around the higher elevations and then move down into lower elevations and come back to a higher elevation. Well, odd, oddly enough, in my old research area, um, it was so similar to this. And, and that's one of the things that kind of blows my mind is um, the big male in my old research area hung out on the highest point out there. And, um, and it, the tracks that I find from the big male out here, what I think is the big male. Um, when I first started really hitting it hard out here and getting to know the property, I was finding his tracks on what we call crawler Hill, which is also the high point. Um, we do know for sure that the juveniles have been up there. Uh, me and Randy camped up there a couple of times and, uh, we actually, uh, you know, located the juveniles tracks coming in the backside of the, the hill and, and coming up to the top that, that we left for them to, to come in. And, uh, so I haven't found the females tracks up there, but I have found the juveniles and the big male. So just, just an odd thing, you know, my old area, it was the same situation. The big male I used to find his tracks around the base of the high point and up on the high point, And I didn't find his tracks throughout the rest of the area. It was always the two juveniles and, and the young female or the, or the, the adult female. So, so the guy that had a good, he had a good, uh, uh, good point randy what do you think uh i don't know man i'm trying to get my phone to stop running out of power well good lord randy it would it would make sense strategically you know to to control a high point you know it gives you a lot of options to to get away something's coming up one side you go down the opposite you know yeah. a lot of safe a lot a lot of safe ways to to protect yourself I know down there at our in our area, they seem to kind of gravitate to that high hill up behind the the pond back here. I don't know why. It's like it's almost like they want to be up high to where they can see around better. You know, they definitely want to see people coming in and leaving before uh, before they where they can get out. But uh, I guess I've always I've always tried to set up what that where you give them what they need, and it seems like they need the high point. Yeah. Uh, so what's the plan from here? Y'all are going to sit in the trailer, uh, tonight and then monitor tomorrow. What do you, what else do y'all got going on? Is that just the goal for the rest of the trip or you don't do anything else or, or, uh, what do you got going on? My friends? No, we get to chill and be lazy the rest of the evening. We're, uh, we're letting the, we're trying to let the equipment do the job and the work tonight. Um, that's kind of the cool thing. Me and Randy been discussing that, uh, you know, we've, we've been out here and, We've done these these hikes in the middle of the night all over the property to these high points and whatnot, and um, you know working our butts off to get to these areas where we catch them on thermal and and uh, it's to the point now where we feel like we don't have to do that because we're pretty we know that they're pretty consistently coming in to you know coming in around camp and keeping an eye on us at this point when we show up out here. So so yeah, it, it, the hard work is. You know, I, I spent the last few years getting it, getting the hard work done. And now we've gotten to a point where, you know, it seems as though they're coming to us. We don't have to go to them at this point. And yeah. That's making it so much easier. It's allowing, 
you know, Randy to come up with more strategic ideas to use around camp, just like, uh, you know, this, this weekend, our whole, our whole deal this weekend is setting up the thermal and the audio at camp and leaving and giving them all night to come in and do their thing, you know? So literally we just, we come in and set up and we let the, the equipment do the work now this time, you know, this time. Yeah. And, but in the beauty of that too, once again, they have control, you know, they have in, in a sense, Absolutely. if you, uh, keep it like if, that all uh, the time, you know, that that's a big part of our strategy is not pushing too hard and letting them control the situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where you're getting your results. You know, you both have been doing that over a period of years and then y'all come together to, to do it here. And, and then of course we do have the other individual that we was talking about. I won't mention his name until he gives me permission to, but you know, he's been doing it and has, and has gotten a lot of the same results, you know, and, and I think that the, the way y'all are doing this once again, you know, we said this other night, but I have to reiterate on it. Uh, I, I think that the, that kind of, to me sets the, sets the bar for what we're doing. Me and now dad does the same thing. He just leaves them alone. I mean, literally he, he don't even, they don't even acknowledge them hardly. And, uh, I think that that's got a lot to, uh, they like our place. Yeah. Uh, that, that, like you said, that's the reason they like it. But, uh, I think a lot of that is, is it gives them a, a level of comfort and, uh, how would we say confidence to where they do come in? Like you're talking about. Well, when I, when I catch them and, and see them or, or catch a glimpse of them, um, I perp let them know so that they're there. I want, I've wanted them to know and realize that I understand they're there. Uh, and, and, as if I, if I see one and I acknowledge it and let it know that I absolutely know it's there. And then I move on and keep doing what I'm doing. It's going to make them feel even more comfortable because, Hey, he just saw me and he still, you know, went on and did his thing. He didn't try to come after me. He didn't yeah. try to come, you know, get another look. So for me, um, that's been part of my strategy is actually acknowledging them when I catch them with my eyes and letting them know for sure that I know they're there. Um, last year, the, the one that I saw twice in, in, in the same day, one was in the morning and one was in the afternoon. And that afternoon, even though um, I couldn't see, you know, the detail within its eyes, we stared at each other for 10 seconds. It absolutely knows that I know it's there. There's no doubt in my mind. So that's, that's kind of been a part of my strategy too, you know? Very, I, I, I never thought of it that way, uh, but very sound series. I, I maybe down there and maybe put, of course they haven't messed with us last few couple of years. Ago. Uh, Jeff had a, I still, his name's Jeff, but he goes by Jeff. Uh, did Randy cover the backside of the fleer that was lighting up his face with a cloth or something? Um, the way we use the floor setup, Randy's actually looking at a screen. He has a screen uh, sitting down at chest level. And uh, we actually turn our backs to the individuals. And we do that purposely because we know they can see us. Um, we've actually... Uh, we've seen them repeat this behavior when we have our backs to them and, and they're watching us. Uh, one of us will turn towards them and they will duck or they'll, you know, they'll drop out of position where we can't see them. So we know absolutely they can see us at night really, really well. And they, they've, they've shown us that they're reacting to us. So, um, 
no, Randy doesn't cover up anything. Uh, when we're looking at the screen, you know, we'll all kind of huddle around Randy with our backs to the individual and, uh, our faces are actually pointed away from them. So, and just so any, everybody knows, uh, if you're uh, ever in Philly, uh, look up Jeff's tattoo shop. Jeff is a, uh, a, a great tattoo artist, owns a shop in Philly and, uh, does some great work. Cool. Now here's, this is more of a personal question for me. How'd the trailer pull? What's your, plan? <laughs> <laughs> What's your plans for it? Are you going to do any mods to it yet? You can... Man, I don't know. I, this is our first time using it. So yeah. it, it, it's great to sleep in. <laughs> is it? What, that's a 12 footer, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That, that's, I, you know, I, I was kind of wondering about that. If a person could set up something like that and, and maybe do a, <laughs> a you know, Shane and, uh, Chris was talking a little bit and you know how you've got your thermal, you know, set on the pole. I wonder if you could set that up on like the automated gimbal that you was talking about Shane and put it above on top of the, like a trailer or even like on the back of Randy's truck to where you're, you could actually just joystick it around that way. You're totally yeah, you in, could, close in the trailer. It, it could be utilized that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally it'd just be uh, you know, all you'd have to do is uh, uh, attach a, a, a magnet. To the bottom of the gimbal and yeah. uh you could just boom stick it right to the trailer and and uh use the controls yeah to move it and look you know where you while you're in the trailer at night absolutely you you keep it up randy and me and shane's gonna make you a high-tech redneck <laughs> right on brother we're working on that slowly man i've you know i've i've got this uh thermal picked out that i want to purchase and randy's gonna have to spend some time playing with it and learning all the functions yeah i've been uh, i've been looking at that myself i'm i'm still kind of i'm kind of on the fence on it i was reading a, a few reviews on it about the, uh, the durability and stuff of it but I, i'm still uh -huh. i'm still kind of kind of looking at it because I, I like uh, like you said i like a lot of the functions but the uh uh even me and randy was kind of talking about that a little bit uh, for somebody like me you know that travels real light and fast it, it would probably work uh, pretty good, but I'm just worried about if it falls over and loses calibration and stuff. There was a few, a uh, few uh, reviews that was stating something like that, but uh, I was just, uh, it, I it, just had a, I just ahead. had a the movement off to my left. Well, shine the camera over there. No, it's don't dark. Do it's, it's dark. You won't see nothing. Have they been known to come up to the farmhouse? Um, we actually, where I'm sitting, about 20 yards from me uh, is, is a draw that goes down into a holler where we, where we do occasionally find the uh, tracks of the big male. And the landowner actually watched what we think was a big male. He was hunting early one morning before sunup, and he watched uh, what we think is the big male come up out of that holler and go down the tree line to where uh, this big batch of blackberry bushes is. Once and we found we found a couple deer kills with uh, broken femurs down in that holler also, and uh, so yeah. Absolutely. I had to I had to pull one of my headphones out and give a listen. <laughs> I don't blame you there. I don't blame you there at all. That uh, I don't know, man. It, it's intriguing. Um, 
I got to be very careful what I'm saying from this point on because I want to roll into a conversation, but that's more for private conversation. And I do apologize, folks. I don't even mean to be teasing it. But uh, they, they with this documentary coming out, uh, Shane's kind of and Randy's kind of limited at what they can uh, talk about and and not, you know, they don't want to release too much. Uh, in saying that, uh, have you got any other time frame on the i know we just talked about it last week but have you got a time frame on your documentary yet have you heard any more in the last few days or uh yeah i was uh chatting with stacy brown who who took it over for me took it off my hands and is running hot on it right now the uh the trailer that that we watched just a bit ago that was that was from stacy he did a great job on it uh way better than i could have so i'm excited as to where it's going and He's supposed to, he should be done in, you know, hopefully about three weeks and um, we'll have it up on Amazon Prime shortly thereafter. You know, we're hoping middle of the month next week sometime, maybe early, early October, we'll we'll have it up and going. So right and, about uh, we meet up at at uh, Hanobia. <laughs> yeah, or, or just thereafter. Yes. Now, in saying that, y'all are coming back to the 400 the week after Hanobia or the week before? Uh, two weeks after October 17th, everybody will be coming back in and, uh, myself and, and Randy and, uh, Chris Reinhardt and of course, uh, professor Dan, Dan yes. Nedrolo will also be here and he gets to come in for the, uh, the whole five days this time. So he's, oh, wow. he's excited. Yeah. He's excited to have more time here and, and, uh, get to see more of the craziness that happens here on this property. Awesome. Awesome. I, uh, I'm, 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 you know, I'm always excited about the 400, but I'm actually excited about Hanobia with, uh, with you guys. Uh, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for all of us. And it's going to be a, a real unique experience for me, especially it'll be the first time I go back to where I had my sighting and I uh, can't think of a better bunch of guys to go up there on that and check it out again. But, uh, I'm good. right. And, you know, plus, you know, you know, we can kind of, if we get scared, you know, we kind of snuggle up together. Yeah. Yeah. See, the only problem that I'm having with this though, is everybody on the hill can outrun me. <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem for us. Well, I know. <laughs> what about me? I might hey, be. Like a... <laughs> Go ahead, Shane. You'll beat us. Cause me and Randy don't run. Well, yeah, right. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> run. Yeah, with me, me and Dad are feeling it today after everything we've done today. But we, uh, we're both feeling it. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I want to get up there and see the, uh, see where you filmed the, the Ridgewalker, you know, uh, film Randy, and kind of get back in down in the old stomping grounds, and hopefully we'll get some audio down there. You know, I've never that area has never failed to drum up something whether it's a crack well, or a, go ahead Randy. You, well you you know the audio that i have with uh, uh mark roberts it, was it with me in the truck when that rock hit about 3 a.m yeah well we're we're gonna we're gonna be camping just maybe a couple hundred yards from that so that's right where that happened he and i were in the truck when the rock hit the truck and also we're not we're only going to be about 50 yards from where uh, I had an empty tent set up one time and something ran by the tent. So we're right there, man. We're right there in the thick of it. We're going to be sitting there all night long. We're going to be sleeping there. We're going to be, it's just going to be awesome. Oh yeah. And, and if, I, if I can work it out once again, I'm on a, this will be the, 
definitely the first time in in years i'm gonna have another special guest with me and he's sitting right over here dad has t- become taking a more active role in in this and i i think it's gonna be fun man anytime you can get out in the woods and get some time on a on a a campfire and and that's good times you know but yeah good friends and and conversation it makes it even better but i uh even i'm not better if there's a good fishing hole there well there's a few down there but uh yeah dad's a, you know me and dad's both fishermen but uh yeah that's gonna be uh that's gonna be definitely be fun y'all uh one thing i wanted to kind of get back on on subject with the with 400 here uh that gum we lose shane completely uh what are your say long-term goals of course shane's ran off on me what's your long i'll see i'll see if i can answer it what's your long-term goals for for everybody here uh uh what just a second what's uh what's the name of the video documentary again donald is called into the 400 with the ozark mountain here we go we'll let shane answer it or randy uh, into the 400, you know, the Ozark Mountain Sasquatch. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's called Into the 400 because the 400 is the private 400 acres that all this activity is taking place on. Yes, yes. Uh, Shane, we was, uh, was, I was talking and I was, of course, I, I don't think we've ever covered it. I know you've, you've said it in a roundabout way. What is your long-term goals with the, the immediate research area? I know you're, I know your ultimate goal is to prove the existence of, but what's your long-term goals with the immediate, uh, the 400 movie documentary series? Uh, well, we're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, just keep doing what we're doing and filming the process that we're going through, uh, and show getting. And, you know, thus far things have only progressed. Uh, nothing's really stopped or, or, or slowed down every time, you know, we come out as a group, we seem to get just a little closer and, and get a little better footage. And so the goal is really, uh, you know, to be able to, to collect all this data and show the consistency of it, to be able to show the, the same behaviors that we're capturing on thermal uh, consistently to, you know, try to, to capture traits uh, and behaviors that they're showing and just the consistency of that, you know, we want to be able to, to say, Hey, this theory is not happening with us. This theory is happening. You know, we're, we're hoping to narrow some things down. And of course, more than anything, the, the interaction is, is the overall goal. We don't, we don't just want to prove that these things are real, but we want to show people that these things are real through the, the interaction that we're trying to create. Yeah. You know, and we always go into this with a whole lot of with a lot of hopes that, you know, this is hanging on a lot of hopes that we have for the things that are going on here. And Shane and I were just talking today. If this setup that we're doing tonight, which is based on actual activities that's been happening here, if we can catch them up close, there's two juveniles that we think, you know, do all of their stuff together. So so if we can get two Bigfoots interacting in a very close proximity to the thermal camera what if we can show that they're using hand signals with each other if they're if they're not if they're not using a a bunch of vocalizations but they're still communicating with each other how are they doing it we know they use nonverbal communications 
what if we see them using some hand gestures and stuff that shows that they're they're communicating that way also so it's un, it's unlimited what what we can discover and share with others it's just it's just amazing oh yeah uh, randy i was gonna throw that same question straight at you uh, you know i know shane is is really concentrating on the 400 and you know in that area and then you, i know you're going back to shane you're going back to your pr prior area uh randy you've expanded out and and been all over the 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 nation i know that you uh you know you're kind of prioritizing on the 400 also but what is your long-term goals uh with the 400 are you are you going to kind of stay focused there or are you going to kind of branch off on you know uh different areas yourself well i, I mean i like shane's i like Sh shane's uh past in and how he's shown that this same thing has worked more than once uh so i just want to ride this I want to ride this as, as far as it'll take me. I, I think we can take, I think we can go to somebody else's private property and give it enough time. I think he's got the pattern of techniques that he uses. They're really phenomenal. And, yeah. it, and it, it, it's very simple, but, but phenomenal. And if, if people really understood how he does things, they could do it themselves. And, and I think he could do it anywhere he wanted to go and, and set up the same type yeah. of situation. You're you're going right down the direction that that I was I was leading towards, and it's funny that you that you did that. You know, uh, I know that this is a very unique situation we're at now, and you've got to focus all your energy there. But I think it would behoove other people to to maybe take stock of the way things are done, and if we could get multiple. I know uh, you're doing it with Chris in uh, Vermont, Connecticut. Connecticut, excuse me. I don't know why I keep saying Vermont, but I think if other people could pattern themselves uh, this type of research, I, I think it would be cool if we could get uh, a, like a wider database ge uh, from different geographical areas, different, you know, temporal time zones. Like, you know, last night I was talking to a, a individual out of Pennsylvania that's that's real. And I want to get you to kind of talking to him. Uh, a little bit uh, by the name of George Workman, and he's kind of doing somewhat of the same stuff. But my whole my whole point in that is, if we could get other people, or maybe even uh, in the future, you know, I was telling y'all that I'm going to do this weekly show and have different folks come in and do presentations. I'd like to get y'all to do some presentations on some of your specific theories and techniques, and I'm going to bring other people in, have them do the same thing, and if we could do a broader spectrum in different areas that we know that we have activity and document it uh, in a more, what's the word I'm looking for? Pragmative, pragmative. You're the college man. Pragmatic. <laughs> yeah, pragmatic deal that we get a wider range of results. You see what I'm saying? Well, well, for, well fortunately, Shane is actually uh, uh, reaching out into some other private properties that, you know, west of or east of Springfield. And, and, and I've even got a location even further east that we'd like we'd like to work yeah. if, if at all possible uh i think shane needs to do it one more time so we need to find another place that 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 we have free reign to go into and, and set this up i think twice is is fantastic if he can do it a third time three then it will be gone. it will be clear Absolutely. that 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 he can write this down in a pattern in a in a in a in a manual that other people can follow word by word and and get the same results that's that's what i was getting at is if if we could and maybe even like you said you know uh 
have Randy, you know, Randy, you've got, you know, areas elsewhere too. If we could get other people to kind of come out and, and do the same things. And like I said, if you can clearly state, you know, that these results are getting done with this technique, people could step in and just follow up on that. And that's what I was, I was kind of getting at. I know y'all are really concentrating on the 400. And I know that some of the properties you were saying, Shane and Randy, is is pretty close to the 400. So you would almost be maybe interacting with the same individuals. So if you could spread a little bit farther in that and try it with different individuals that you know, you know, theory, theoretically is different individuals, that, and see if we could get the same results. That was where I was leading with the questioning. Yeah, um, at some at some point we're definitely going to do that. But but uh, like you mentioned, you know, things are so good here in the 400 yeah. that. I yeah. would I would hate to spend time somewhere else right now at this point, you know, yeah. with where we're at here. Yeah. But yes, it, like like Randy said, I do have a property east uh, that that I'm trying to get into and that seems like it could possibly be promising. So uh, we we do have that you know plan in the future. But like you also mentioned, uh, you know, we have Chris that's uh, you know, copying some of these techniques in Connecticut and start just now he's starting to get, you know, some consistency and some results that are starting to happen. Uh, the same ways, the same, you know, some of the same things that I was having happening uh, at, at the stage that he's at. Uh, I have a friend down in Arkansas that is, uh, that has kind of started uh, utilizing some of these techniques. And uh, we have a, a, another friend here in Missouri that is uh, starting to also, drop back and uh, use some of these simple techniques. So, yeah. Uh, well, you know what, if it works for them, that'd be great. But um, I definitely will at some point find another spot and uh, start working the same thing because I, I also want to see if it's the techniques that are, they're, you know, making these things, allowing these things to happen. Well, Hey Gary. Go, yes, sir. Uh, I, I mean, I know the techniques that, that Shane has, has utilized takes time and you're certainly not going to you're really going to have to be uh, vested into a place before you can can do that but uh but that doesn't mean that we don't want to do it the way we've always done it and enjoy doing it let's just say we were to take a trip out west spend a month going to all these different locations you know in northern california oregon washington yeah really enjoyable and really it's it's just about camping and enjoying yourself but then using what you know to try to have things happen. And, and, and that's always possible. And it's happened a lot for me, but I, I want Shane to experience that too, especially in those wild areas. I mean, oh, I yeah. call those wild areas yes. when, 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 when you're miles and miles away from any fences and stuff like that, those are wild areas. And, and it, it's a different, it's a different game out there, I think, Absolutely. but it, but it's also enjoyable. It's just as enjoyable but it's much more random. I mean, there's oh, yeah. no kind of patterns that you're going to find, but still I mean, out there, it, out there to me in those areas. I mean, you're talking the Olympic peninsula, you're talking Vancouver, even uh, upper California into Oregon, Montana, Wyoming. Uh, it, it, it's a whole different, you know, down here, even in the area that y'all are in, you drive 20 miles, 30 miles, you're going to see some, you know, see some type of human activity or animal out there, you can drive for three hours and not see nothing. Right. And it's a whole different uh, attitude, all the animals out there. But uh, one thing I wanted to, wanted to get at, you know, like with y'all situation here with the 400, y'all have that long-term interaction. You have a consistent interaction with our property. You know, we have found out that over the years, they're not in there all the time. 
they're they're only in there certain times of the year uh so it's going to be harder for somebody like me and and dad to to interact with these because it's so inconsistent y'all have a consistency there but uh in saying that with folks that does have a a, a consistency in their area and stuff like that would y'all be willing to say, come on? And I know you're not going to give away all your techniques, but would y'all be willing to come on and, and maybe do a presentation on some of the stuff? I know you're doing some of the stuff here, but here's my deal. I don't want you to cross over and, and violate anything with the, the documentary. You see what I'm saying? No, no, we can do that. I'll just have to sit down at some point and, and write out kind of a, a pragmatic, uh, yeah. uh, you know, that, that people understand, uh, and, and it's all simple stuff. And like Randy said, a lot of it has to do with patience. The things that I'm yeah. doing are, are, you know, take time. And, um, if you have patience, then it's all easy stuff, man. Yeah. Just easy stuff. It's real common sense. It really is. I think, uh, a lot of people go out and overthink things, you know, uh, hiking through the woods and whooping and knocking all the time. That's, uh, that's not things that we typically do. It's not to say that we don't do that stuff occasionally, but, um, you know, that's, we're not, we're not out here doing the, the average normal things that most people are, I think. And not saying that those things don't get, re doesn't get results because in some certain situations it does, you know, but I, I, I don't, I don't do those a lot. You know, uh, we, I don't think we've, well, you've always taught me on the place. You better have a dang good reason to be screaming in the woods down there. Uh, I think that, you know, different results might glean different, you know, we don't know what the results is. We don't know what those things. I love how Randy puts it. You might be out there saying, Hey, come screw me. You know, it might be a mating call or something. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what, what some of these things mean exactly. You know, we, we, we may have I, some, we may have some ideas or think we have some ideas, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. And, and I might like it. You can't talk for me. <laughs> 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 See what I deal with out here, man. <laughs> in the four hundred stays in the four hundred <laughs> because you're in Missouri, Missouri. You don't have to show me. <laughs> uh, oh, it's been shown. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was you know that thing I wanted to I wanted to come kind of on. I probably should have done it in private, but the the subject came up here. You know, y'all already getting good results over a period of time, and, and this all and I'm asking this of everybody you know, that we, that we talked to here with, with poor boys paranormal, uh, anybody that's willing to come on and talk about their theories and, and talk about, you know, what kind of results they are getting it and, and how they're getting them, if they want to come on. And especially with this new show format, when we do this weekly or bi-weekly where we're actually do, like tonight, we're doing a presentation in a teaching format type or, or, or a specific format. Uh, I think that that might up the game if you understand if you get what i'm saying you know what well, one of the cool things about you know what we're doing out here is that at this point like uh we're not running on theories um we are we are coming up with new things to try due to the experiences that we're having so so we're in a situation where you know something will happen and we will react by coming up with an idea of where to go next because of that situation. So we kind of have evidence leading us to our next step. You know, we don't necessarily know where we're going next. We're just uh, allowing the, the evidence and the circumstances to point us in the next direction. 
you know, um, you know, this weekend we wouldn't be out here doing what we're doing this weekend if we wouldn't have had them come into camp three nights last time we were here, Yeah, you know? So, so we're reacting to the situation and, and trying to be, uh, uh, smart about it. And, you know, of course not push too hard, but also push a little bit. We're always trying to move forward a little bit. Yeah. Just not too fast, not too hard, you know? And, and, uh, this weekend, uh, was, was all about, you know, letting them do their thing and, uh, us just relaxing and having a good time and enjoying the weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. And folks, I hear the weather's just going to get better. They're saying it's going to start cooling off after this week. So that, awesome. good. that'll be good down here. I know, uh, I'm going to be busy. I, I'm finally going to have my code inspection done this week and I can take a breather and, and start doing the fun stuff and like building my back deck and all that. But, uh, uh, I, I'm excited about once again. I'm excited about uh, you know Hanobia and being able this time of year is when we're really getting out and we're we're getting into uh, our time of the year for them to get active down there on our place and uh, you know spending some time down there and 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 being able to try some of these techniques out maybe you know that that we've gleaned from you and other folks and I'm I'm excited about that but I'm I'm, I'm really go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. I've, I've got the uh, landowner coming by, so if you hear uh, it gets loud for a second, it'll it'll stop shortly. We uh, uh, I just I was just saying that I'm I'm excited about this this whole situation with with y'all at the 400. You know, you've got such a a unique opportunity there that that you're getting such good results, and I've you've put in the time, and now you're getting the benefits from it. Randy, you look like you're about ready to go sleep. Uh, no, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. You're right. A lot of time, a lot of effort, but a lot of joy too. This, we were talking about this being a, such a passion for both of us today. <clears throat> you know, and we were talking about how we interact with people all day long on in our other jobs and things like that that don't have anything in their life. They don't have. They just work and then they go home and then they sit on the couch and watch TV all day. They don't understand what it's like to have so much drive and passion for something like this that's away from your regular everyday life, and it, and it makes you happy to be alive. I think everybody needs a, a hobby like this that, that really makes you feel alive. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, used, to, I used to tell Dad, and we used to laugh about it. You know, I tell people all the time, uh, like you really need an excuse to go sit in the woods. Yeah. But it just, it gives you something to do, you know, it gives you a focus. And we've sat in the woods all my life, <laughs> squirrel hunting, fishing, just going to walk around in the woods. But Rather be in woods than in the house. you ain't joking. Uh, that, that's the, the whole point of it. But I think they're in the area that y'all have got something special going on. And I, I can't wait to see the results. You know, uh, we're all impatiently, and I will say impatiently waiting for the, the documentary to come out. Uh, well, and, and I also don't want your listeners to think, wow, man, they, these really these guys really have a grasp on this stuff. And this, this is really uh, th- there's still a lot of hit and miss. That's, okay. that's always going to be the case. And I don't want people to be confused. There's specific things about what's going on here out here at the 400 that is really uh, making this what it is. And, and Shane and I have talked about it multiple times and it, and we think it's the fact that there's two juveniles. It's the two juveniles. They're, they're risk takers 
They're more risky. They're they're not as developed mentally as an adult. They're not. They don't. They they're not as careful. Uh, they're much more curious. Uh, all of these things contribute to what's going on out here. If there wasn't two of them, I don't think it would be near as good. If there was only one juvenile, it would certainly be a little more reserved. He would probably stay with mom and dad more. But when there's two juveniles, man, I, I think they push each other and they, they egg each other on. And those are opportunistic for us as researchers to have that as our subjects. And But that's not going to happen every time. Yeah. Uh, how do you find something like that? It's just by luck. So there you go. Yeah, I, I've been lucky enough to fall into this position twice where there there were two juveniles. And uh, so, you know, going from my old situation before I ruined that out there and, and coming into this situation, you know, was, yeah, a lot of luck, man. Right place, right time, all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, uh, an old friend of mine brought me into this situation. And, and so I was lucky for that to happen, you know. But the, the fact that I've... I've I've fallen into two different areas with juveniles. It just makes it perfect, you know. Um, it seems as though that is the golden ticket: is having having a couple juveniles to uh, to to try to get that interaction out of, because they seem to be the ones that that, like he said, will will you know take a little bit more of a risk. In my old place, at times I felt like uh, the two juvies were practicing their strategies on me. Like they were, you know, enjoying uh, the the cat and mouse game and and getting out of in front of me and and trailing me and uh, you know throwing making noises on either side, getting me to you know, hey, look over here, and then the other one moves and then it makes a noise so the other one can move. You know, it, it was it was like a, a game almost at times. Uh, do I think they are twins, Baltimore? Um, I I don't. Um, and the only reason I say that is because the, uh, the tracks, one set of the tracks is, uh, smaller, about an inch smaller. And that's not to say, you know, that, uh, what paternal twins, you know, are, are born closer together, I guess. And so it's not to say that it couldn't, that they couldn't be twins, but, uh, I don't have any evidence to, to say that at this point. Yeah. And their feet are completely differently shaped. What I think is the young female has a, a slimmer foot, more of a, you know, what you would say, I guess you could say a more feminine foot. And what I think is the young male has a, a you know, a ro more of a robust meaty foot. Yeah. Which even correlates up into theory or I wouldn't say theories because there's enough evidence backing it, but, uh, with the with the full grown, you know, it's like the uh, we was talking about that the other night about the physical structure of the males compared to the females. You know, it, it, it's it's impressive, and, and the differences in in the juvenile tracks and the feet versus the adult feet. Um, you know, I'm I have some ideas that I that I'm using the the castings uh, to to try to prove. And uh, and I could be off base and completely wrong, but uh, that's another another side of this this study that we got going on out here is is trying to to show that the uh, juvenile feet aren't necessarily going to look how we expect them to look, comparing them to the adult tracks. So we'll see if that pans out. Awesome. If it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. All I want is to be able to to have uh, legit evidence that that proves or disproves something. Well, yeah. That's I mean, it. 
that's kind of really the whole, how would you say the whole, uh, purpose of this is, is to gather evidence. So no matter what evidence you're gathering, if you're gathering evidence, you're still winning, you know? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't care if I'm wrong. As long as I'm getting the evidence to show me that I'm wrong, that's a positive thing because it allows us to, uh, to get away from different mindsets or ideas or thoughts, you know, and the more we can narrow those down, the closer we can get to the actual habits and, uh, and, and, and all that good stuff. Remember, if you're spending a lot of time on something that is not right, that's not true and is not, not backed by evidence, then in all actuality, you're wasting your time. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, that's one thing I love about the whole pragmatic view that a lot of researchers now are that I'm finding out that, you know, there's a commonality in a certain in mindset and in individuals is no matter what I'm doing, I'm finding out something. I'm either proving, like you said, I'm proving myself wrong. I'm proving myself right, but I'm proving something using evidence, not just speculation and theory which is a, which is a good, good thing, but it, it's so hard to gleam evidence from these animals. Cause they're so, how would we say it? Uh, ghost elusive. Yeah, elusive. Yeah. Uh, where y'all are actually in an area that you're getting a lot of, getting a lot of, uh, uh evidence. Um, Hey, that's my, my phone's about to die. I'm going to go ahead and just leave this for Shane to wrap it up because my phone's about to die. I'm going to have to sign I'm off. I have to wind it down pretty soon, too. We're, we're, we're wore out. <laughs> but, I'll, answer that, I'll answer that question real quick. Uh, that question was, how old do I think the juveniles are? Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't even guess. I honestly couldn't even guess because we don't have a we, – we, we know nothing about the growth rate. Um, and that's another thing we're trying to kind of uh, put together through these tracks, you know, is how fast are their feet growing. Uh, you know, year to year to give us an idea of the growth rate. And without that, there's, there's no way to try to figure out how old those, the juveniles may possibly be, you know? So I can't really answer that question with a, with an honest, legit answer. Yeah. It would be all speculation. Absolutely. Oh, I, 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 would, I would like to think that they're, you know, the teenagers. Uh, folks, I am going to, uh, in the broadcast on that note, uh, guys, have you got anything you want to leave the, uh, leave with the folks before we shut her down? Uh, no, uh, you know, if you're a researcher, follow the evidence, go where the evidence takes you, use the evidence only, you know, and follow it, build off of that evidence and, uh, keep on keeping on and be patient, man. That's, that's a, it's a must. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, in, in saying that, Shane, good luck tonight. Y'all want to get some rest. Hopefully we get some, uh, I say we, because I feel like I'm a kind of a part of the team and kind of in the background. I'm like on a, what's that TV series, uh, where they have the, the, uh, where the FBI, the, the ones that the profilers went out and then they had the girl in the background on the computer. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Criminal minds. I feel like her in the background back here. But, uh, uh, y'all have a good one. Be safe. Uh, I'll uh, I'll get in touch with you either here in a little bit or uh, uh, in the tomorrow. And folks, I hope y'all enjoyed the show. We are. I'm going to shut this thing down. Me and Dad's been busting our butts today. We ain't even really got a chance to unwind today. So we're going to unwind and and do it again tomorrow. Appreciate hey, you. Man.
appreciate you having us on and uh you know everybody wishes some luck for for uh some good some good thermal footage tomorrow oh, yeah, definitely positive vibes man yes positive sir vibes. and uh in saying that, I'm going to end the end the broadcast now, folks. We do appreciate y'all coming on. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Check out our shows. I'm fixing to start even posting our live shows on YouTube here in the next few days. Uh, check out our, our webpage. Check out our Facebook pages. Tell your friends about it. And we will stay, keep you in the loop with the, the 400 saga. Into the 400 is the name of the documentary. Folks, thank you for joining us. We thank you for everything you do for me, my family, and my show, even my old hound dog scout, thanks you. We'll see y'all next time here on Poor Boys Paranormal Podcast. We'll talk to you later.